Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Have you tried changing your health year on year, resolving that this year things are going to be different, but nothing seems to change? Oftentimes, when things are not changing, we're following many wellness myths and not looking at the full picture, including our nutrition, recovery, stress management, leaving out mind-body connection. I want to introduce you to Wellness Redefined, a new podcast from Rathilion Media that's here to dispel all your myths about wellness and fitness while sharing stories of how we redefine what it means to be healthy. On each episode, we'll be talking to experts from all walks of life who will share their own unique wellness journey and offer their perspective. I am your host, Tamika Rochester, founder and CEO of Harlem Cycle, a premier wellness space in New York City with a focus on indoor cycling. I've been an advocate for wellness since as early as I can remember. So if this sounds like something that could help change your life, go ahead and pause the show you're listening to and subscribe to Wellness Redefined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, I know. I am not yawning because of you. I am yawning because I am fucking exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. I mean, who isn't exhausted? Yeah. Yeah. That sounded so bitchy. That did sound pretty bitchy. (laughs) That's not what I meant. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I mean, (laughs) that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded so much meaner than I meant it to. Oh my God. I was just thinking like anybody listening to us, they're probably like, just probably everybody's really tired. But yeah, yeah. Really, that really didn't sound like I was supporting you very well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cry me a river, Devin. Right. I mean, it was just his neck. Who? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Uh, you've been through the ringer. Yeah. It's, this has been, I feel like our listeners have gone on a journey with me. Yeah. No <laughs> shit. Here. Because before this, it was like, you know, teenage drama problems. Yeah, I know. It just goes to show you there's always something. Yeah. You know, they always say, um, well, by the way, welcome to Between the Reps with Brooke and Devin today. Brooke cannot join us. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, nope, not going to listen. I know, right? (laughs) Fuck this. Um, She is traveling, so she could not... uh, hook up with us um but yeah it's uh they always say that you know god you know yeah you got him for 18 years it's like no it's not Mm-mm. it is not 18 years people if you've not had children yet and you are debating and you don't want to do more than 18 years don't do it don't <laughs> it is a lifetime <laughs> it is until they lay your cold body in the ground <laughs> everyone's like wow you guys love motherhood yeah yeah no, it, it really is it really is the best thing ever but it does come with a lot of stress 
It does. And it's, and like you said, it's not 18 years. It's not no. like, oh, Hey, did my job. Yeah. Like how am I going to worry or take care of them anymore? Well, and yeah. And like how many kids just like leave home at 18 anymore? I mean, like to go to college or something, but you're still supporting them a lot of times or helping support them. I mean, I know that there's a lot of people out there that like had to do it all themselves and you know, my hat's off to you, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, takes a really long time. It does. It does. So do, are, are you comfortable talking about what happened? Cause I don't know Yeah, that, yeah. You ha- that you've talked about it. I, I don't think I have. Cause uh, Brooke and I, on the last one, we basically just said that you were having a family emergency. That's right. But yeah. So do you want to, do you want to tell, tell oh, the people? I'll tell the people. Uh, so on, we were getting ready to report, record a podcast on Monday, April 3rd. Um, it was in the morning. It was around 830. I got a call from my son. He had gotten in a bad accident. He had left early that morning to go snowboarding up in Lake Tahoe, which is about five hours away. Um, he was taking his dog for the first time. We have a dog named Rudy, who's a rescue, who's got very bad anxiety from being abused, um, back in the day. And, uh, finally felt comfortable taking him on a trip for whatever reason. Um, and, uh, anyways, he had been on the road for about three and a half, four hours and fell asleep and went off the side of the freeway, uh, down and a, embankment he was airborne for about 500 yards that is insane yeah um took out some trees ended up center punching a concrete uh post a steel and concrete post and then um basically uh flipped the truck and landed on part of a a steel fence that caved in the whole driver's side, um, roof. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a parent's worst nightmare getting that call. It was, he called me before he even called nine one one. So he, oh, so he, oh, I didn't realize that. So he called you. So you knew he was alive. I, I was, I mean, not, not, not that that's like so much better, but no, but it, it, yeah. it was, at least I knew it was alive. And I was imagining like the police had called you or the hospital or yeah. Okay. He called me wailing, like the sound of his voice. Oh my like, gosh. I'll just never, never quite get over that. But a bystander had seen him go off the, off the freeway and stopped and called 911. I guess there was a couple, couple cars. Um, and he was able to get his dog and himself out of the truck somehow with his phone and then called me. Um, and then shortly, and I was like, where are you? Fortunately, my kid is, you know, smart enough or, you know, cooperative enough that he share he still shares his location with me. Oh, nice. Okay. So, cause he didn't know where he was at all. Like he was kind of hysterical. And, um, so I was able to pull up his location and screenshot it real quick so that I could at least get on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and which that's what Brooke and I were worried about. It's like trying to, you know, drive to your child who's hours away. Yeah. While hysterical is like, I, I yeah. Yeah. We, we were worried for you. Yeah. Well, I, I was pretty good driving. I kept telling myself. So the so while I was on the phone with him, this was a matter of like probably less than three minutes from the time he called me to the time a CHP got there and got on the phone with me. And he's like, um, you know, I said, is he okay? He goes, I don't know, but he's going to be transported. I was like, what about the dog? And he goes, he's, he's going to be in animal services custody. And he's going to be transported to San Joaquin Medical Center and hung up on me. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Thanks for the information, asshole. Yeah. Um, So I knew he was breathing. Yeah. 
and and that he was able to move because he got had gotten himself out of the truck. Right. And honestly, you know, like when I called when I called you and Brooke, I know I sounded like super, super upset. But the whole time I was driving, I was like, he probably overreacted. Um, you know, Faith lives only an hour away from there. So I had called her and said, can you head head that direction? His sister. Yeah. Yeah. Sister. Um, and so she did. And I, the whole drive there, I was thinking he's going to get discharged from the emergency room. This is going to be a giant bill because he overreacted. Like he's going to be fine. I'll probably meet them for lunch <laughs> and figure out. <laughs> no, not the case. Not no. the case. Um, so I was, you know, uh, making phone calls and trying to figure stuff out when I got the, uh, a text from my daughter that said he had a fractured C1, which is the very first vertebrae below, um, of your, of your, uh, spine that basically sits just below your brainstem. That's scary. Um, it is the same vertebrae that Christopher Reeves broke. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, um, and, and so I was like, what? Because C1 fractures are usually from my medical experience, they usually involve some sort of other injury. Like they have paralysis with it. They have, you know, a skull, like gnarly skull fracture or brain bleed, because typically to break that, you have to hit your head hard enough to break that bone. Which I I don't remember. How did Christopher Reeve end up paralyzed? Do you remember? I believe it was a swimming pool. I I was going to say swimming pool too, but then I was like, that sounded like the Johnny Erickson story. Well, I mean, I grew up in the church, so it was always like this girl that like went and she dove, she dove in and paralyzed herself from like the neck down. And then she would paint these beautiful paintings with her mouth. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah. Okay. Well, this is called a diver's fracture because that's the majority of people with this, with this injury are, you know, um, auto accidents, mm-hmm. um, divers, like people or kids that dive into a shallow end of a pool and hit you know, the impact is usually right on the top of your head. So is that where he was? Is that where his head was impacted? Yeah. Yeah. And is um, that why the truck looks so squished? Was it from the top of the truck or was he? Well, what we think, cause so dash? Then, when we got there, and I saw the photos and everything because law enforcement had taken pictures. Um, and hearing Steven's sort of uh, version of it, he woke up while he was airborne and reached over, leaned over to the passenger seat to the right side to try and grab his dog. If what, had- a, what an incredible instinct, by the way. I know. I mean, I feel like if that had happened to me, I'd be like, everybody for themselves. Had he not done that, Gina, I don't know that he would be walking and talking, let alone. Well, from the looks of the truck, he probably would not have been. No. Um, when you sent me those, I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like that, that it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, you know, I've looked at him so many times since mm-hmm. then, like in hard moments, just to be like, okay, like this is totally manageable. Right. Right. Lack of sleep, you know, mm-hmm. uh, him being uncomfortable, but it's, he's still here. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what happened from the looks of the accident and his injuries and everything, he had a big um, abrasion. He had like a, a big mark, a straight mark, almost straight down the middle of his head. And what I think is that he was leaned over to try and get Rudy. And I think he, when they, when he landed on the roof of the car, because he was bent over, I think he hit the rear view mirror. Oh, okay. Um, that's just my best guess. Mm-hmm. But 
just like kind of looking at the pictures and looking at the accident and then looking at his injuries, I think that's what happened because had he been sitting up, his, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have been alive. Mm-mm. Wow. So, uh, that's where I've been the last, uh, 20 days. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, but he's home. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had but, a couple scares since then. Yeah. But, uh, but none since Easter. None since Easter. Good. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Easter, he uh, went unconscious. I was adjusting his C collar. He, he's in a, a brace. It's a chest and uh, a chest and back and then neck brace. It's called a cervical thoracic collar. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was helping adjust that and, you know, he went unconscious and his heart rate dropped down into the thirties and yeah, that was kind of terrifying. So paramedics came now this, I really did like, honestly, Gina, I thought that, um, I thought Steven was going to die this, this particular uh, yeah, incident, terrible. like I'm he, sorry. he looked so bad. I mean, um, and it's very scary when it's your own kid. Yeah. And you kind of, you don't have, I didn't have a monitor. I didn't have oxygen, you know, I didn't have anything. Yeah. And, um, uh, but they had been there for a few minutes and he's, his vital signs started to get a little bit better. And like the medics were super capable and, and, I was starting to kind of calm down a little bit. And then I noticed, I was like, oh, it's my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I look like shit. (laughs) You're like, "Uh, is there lip gloss clothes? Like what what can I do? (laughs) So they had to carry him down the stairs in like a, basically like a, like a tarp that has handles. It's like, a a, because our stairs are very narrow and, um, Faith stand there. I was like, I need to put on pants. <laughs> <laughs> so I threw on pants and a baseball hat and like did this with my cheeks. You know? <laughs> oh my god, that wouldn't yeah, even yeah. work for me. That wouldn't even work for me. I love that. That's the, that 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 would work for you. <laughs> You're like, okay, he's good, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, let's put some let's put some color back in my face. <laughs> Oh, I mean, you oh. know, laughter is a tool to get you through something. So, you know, it for is. our listeners, it's obviously uh, was not the uh, at the forefront of your thought. But yeah, I, I think that I would probably be the same, like where you're like so focused on something and like, oh, my God, you know, my child, blah, blah, blah. blah and then it's like, OK, he's going to be good. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
Oh, no. no. <laughs> Everyone's like, you vain bitches. <laughs> <laughs> We're just being yeah. honest, guys. That's just all. Honest. Just honest. And honestly, like I've seriously needed to laugh through all this because it's. Yeah, no, I can't. I, I cannot imagine. I got I don't know if I've talked about it on here on this or not. I, I feel like I have, but I got a call one time with Jordan, my oldest he was in high school and had gone to Flagstaff in Arizona um, during the winter to go snowboarding with his girlfriend and, and their family. And I guess her grandparents lived there or something. And so, he, you know, he, he texts me in the morning or calls me in the morning. He's like, yeah, mom, we're heading up on the mountain. And I was like, awesome. Have, have, a be- have the best time. And like literally an hour later, I'm at breakfast with my sister and it's like, you know, someone she calls and she's like, okay, don't freak out. Um, but we're in the ambulance. They're saying something about maybe like a broken neck and a back, and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, wait, what? Oh, and, and I just remember that feeling it like, I, it just, it just comes, it just takes over your entire body. Like you, know, the tingling and the sick and the, you know, all of it. It's like, oh my God, like what? And, and your adrenaline is going and, you know, and he ended up being okay. And I mean, they ended up discharging him from the hospital. And I mean, I was ready to fly out there, but he was fine. He just had like a slight concussion and, uh, his girlfriend's mom was a nurse and her, her, the grandmother was a nurse and they were like, don't come out here. He's fine. So anyway, it ended up being okay. But like, even just that little bit, Mm -hmm. like that, that one half hour of not knowing was so devastating for me. I cu- I couldn't get over it for weeks. Mm-hmm. And so I can't even imagine having what you went through and then having an actual injury and then having, you know, the stress of, you know, him continuing to have issues or whatever. I, I, I can't. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. Um, well, and then we had another trip to the emergency room prior to him. Yeah. Uh, going unconscious um two nights before that because his pupils were different sizes yeah well it's just like concussion right right or well and brain injury or something yeah and the the hospital that he was at um directly after the accident now i was on the ambulance and in different emergency rooms for 20 two years Mm -hmm. and I get like you're busy and you know there's other stuff going on and people say oh they sucked for one reason or another you know no (laughs) this place was horrible which place was that um it was San Joaquin Regional Medical Center and I have the first place you were at the first problem I have no problem saying that it sucked like I've thought about writing an article to the newspaper, but quite frankly, I don't know if anybody in Stockton knows how to read. Sorry if you're from Stockton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's exceptions, but I will say, I will say, I... <laughs> oh my God, so much trouble. No, I will say this. I, um, I had a friend that lived in Stockton and we used to go up and visit all the time and she could read, but you're not, um, there's definitely an element there. Yes. It was so bad. Like, so come to find out, they told me they did a, a head, uh, so when you have a trauma like that, there's different protocols that you go through. Right. Mm -hmm. And, one of which, if the person is having neck pain and they have marks on their head and the mechanism of injury was what it was, you do a head cat scan, right? Uh, well, I mean, that I, I am not in the medical field at all. And you would even go <laughs> and like... I would, the first thing I would think is like brain injury, mm-hmm. which a cat scan would be something you would do for that, right? Right. Or like a brain bleed or something like that. And if an x-ray, so one of the things that they do when on a very fresh trauma patient is they'll do, they'll bring them in a portable x-ray machine, right? And that way the person's still getting assessed, 
but they can do because he had acute neck pain they can do a quick x-ray of him in the trauma room and say yeah that looks off or no it looks okay i mean we could still scan him but like it looks okay yeah so that's what they did and that's where they found the fracture so anybody with any two cents would send him to CAT scan and because the fracture is so high up and the, the mechanism that causes that kind of fracture is an impact of the head, you would scan the head. Well, uh, they well, and you've got a mark on the top of the head. So right. clearly you've hit, you've hit the right. head. They told me they scanned his head and they put all of his imaging and everything on a disc. And I trusted this neurosurgeon that's talking to me. Mm-hmm. They never scanned his head. Wait, but so what, what was the thing that they showed you? Somebody else? Um, the, uh, so they gave me a disc of the plain film x-rays. And okay. they did do a CAT scan, but they only did his neck. They didn't. Oh, got it. Okay. Um, and then they did an MRI and they did two kinds of different MRIs. And then they did some more studies to see if the fracture was uh, moving at all or if it was stable, because that would determine if he needed surgery or not. Mm -hmm. But I didn't feel super confident. And then they tried to discharge him and he was he was not in any condition to be discharged for a four and a half hour drive home. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Um, but uh, so they, they was like the hospital full. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, not, not not a good reason. I was just curious. No, it's not. And then, so then I started pushing for him to get admitted, and then she tells me the hospital's full, so he was going to stay down in the ER all night. And after my adrenaline kind of calmed down, and I was able to look around and kind of see the the treatment and like what they were doing i was like there's no fucking way he's staying here i'll sign him out and have faith hold his head until he gets <laughs> <laughs> like there's no way mama bear came out yeah yeah so i mean yeah. it's it's kind of not i mean it's probably like a it's a it's a good thing and bad thing that you like have some knowledge in that field, right? I mean, I would be like, oh, do, do, okay, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, at, le- at least you were able to acknowledge that and see that everyone was like fucking up. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the shitty part is, is that uh, that's the only hospital for that entire area. And we were there for about 12 hours and I saw the volume of people that they're seeing and the lack of resources and stuff. And it's super sad. It yeah. was super sad because those nurses and I love, I love me some nurses, but yeah. these ladies were burnt out. Yeah. Like burned out. I so, feel like that's probably a, a, a lot of areas, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, long story short, you got discharged home. It was, it was a long few days. And then a few days later his, but I wasn't super confident in his diagnosis at all. I wouldn't either because of the way things went down and, and basically they sent him home in this brace, this huge brace with a, you know, spinal fracture. And they're like, he has to wear this 24 seven, for at least the next four to four to eight weeks. Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so so is he still wearing it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but you, I, but I, you got it. You got another. You got a second opinion or something while you were down there, right? Well, because you yeah. went back to the hospital twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I got him in with a neurosurgeon that I've worked with in the past. Mm-hmm. Um down at the hospital that I used to work with. So he has an appointment with him, but he's reviewed all of his chart and his films and everything. And he's like, he's good in that. We'll see him in a few weeks. Oh, good. So, which, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's very cool that you have those resources. Like, just think of like all these people that don't have any resources. I know. I know. 
Well, in fact, um, a, a Facebook friend of mine, that's like a local photographer. I've never met him, but um, he's, we have a bunch of mutual friends and he's a local photographer that does really cool, like landscaping, beach photography, that kind of thing. He got in a mountain bike accident, come to find out he got in a mountain bike accident on April 2nd. So the day before Steven, and he has a C1 fracture um, also. Okay. But he also has, and I think he's probably early thirties. He's young, mm-hmm. but, um, he had, he broke all of the bones in his hands and oh God. wrists, both arms had to have surgery and pins and everything. And, uh, I think it was his sister finally posted an update today about that. He's home. And so I messaged him and I was like, Hey Wes, like, this is kind of random. I know we're only Facebook friends but my son got in an accident the day after you with a c1 fracture as well and like here's some of the stuff that i've learned over the course of the last couple weeks mm-hmm. um and he didn't know a lot of it i love that you did that yeah and i got him in touch with the the collar manufacturer because you need to change the pads every couple days so you, they don't get skin infections he didn't know that um so I put him in touch with the rep that I got in touch with. Can I say like, can I ask you like a really like asshole thing? Yeah. Um, if he's broken all the bones in his fingers, how is he getting back to you? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm assuming somebody else is, is, I'm is assuming, or is he's getting... got voice. I'm not totally sure. I'm old. I'm I'm just thinking like, how are you typing? Like what like <laughs> well, I think it was his sister. I'm sorry guys. Update. I've been drinking, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna turn into like an extra asshole. And I haven't been drinking very much lately, and I'm it's on an empty stomach, so <laughs> oh give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking this- I think this poor guy is almost like not Edward scissor hands, that's not the right thing, but like almost like He's got these big things and like, he's trying to, he's trying to like, he's got all you're like contacting him on Facebook instead. Yeah. And he's like. I did finally, after sending him a couple of messages and him replying, I was like, Please don't feel the need to reply. I'm sure <laughs> yeah, Deb, because you know, this is what he's doing. He's holding one of his hands, like his finger, and he's like, eh, eh. <laughs> or he's got like a pencil in his mouth. Bless his heart. Fuck. Sorry, Wes, if you listen to this, I hope I wish you quick healing. <laughs> oh, dude, I cannot even imagine. I've like broken one bone in my body my entire life. And it was so fucking painful. I cannot even imagine breaking like all the bones in your hands. No. Like something that you need to use all the time. I mean, it's just, that's crazy. Well, Steven was kind of trying to describe his neck pain. And you know how if you sleep wrong and you get like a pinched nerve and everything you do hurts and it irritates the shit out of you. He goes, multiply that times about a hundred thousand. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh, honey. I know, baby. I'm so sorry. Oh. Has his pain subsided since or? Yeah. Okay. His pain's uh, so much better. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. And they say it's going to heal on its own. That's what they're saying. That's um, what they're saying. Yeah. I think right now the hardest part is, you know, he's doing the mental gymnastics of it. Mm-hmm. And you know that's got to be traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And realizing that mm, not only just processing the accident, and then processing like the frustration of being in this mm-hmm. contraption and not being able to sleep or do anything for yourself, but um, also that this is not like once it comes off, it's not going to just be. Okay, you know. Yeah, like back to normal. Usual. Right. So I think he's kind of trying to doing that. But honestly, Gina, like for all the struggles that 
we went through from the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Like he's doing very well. I mean, it's got to be probably a life-altering moment. I mean, it's really like having like a near-death experience. I, I mean, I would assume. Yeah. I, can't I mean, imagine. I hope that's how it sinks in. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, there's, and there's, it's got to be, I mean, not, <laughs> it's got to be nice for you that you went through this. No, that's not <laughs> what I mean. That's not what I mean at all. The wine's kicking in. No, but I'm just saying like, it, it. it's probably because of kind of like where you guys were at with things, being able to be a caregiver for him mm-hmm. and for, uh, I don't know, that has to feel not uh nice i guess you do need (laughs) (laughs) you're like motherfucker (laughs) oh you took you getting (laughs) tell mommy you love her what does it feel like to want (laughs) 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 you have to laugh at it you have to laugh at it i mean what else are you gonna do fucking cry yeah no, I'm nobody wants to hear us cry. And then my lash girl got pissed at me. She's like, your lashes are fucked. I'm like, I know I've been crying for two weeks. Your lash girl got mad at you. Yeah. Cause they were so my wine's kicking in now. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, uh, we have real problems. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, my lash girl's mad at me. The salt in my tears dissolved the glue. <laughs> Oh man. Is it bad that all I can hear in that whole thing is that I wish I could have lashes again? Why can't you? Oh, cause I'm allergic to glue. Ew, yeah. That. Oh yeah. That's why I had to quit doing it. And then what's funny is that I've, t- I've told this a million times, but I used to wear, I used to, you know, get the lashes done all the time. And then I somehow over time, it wasn't even, this is the worst part about it. Everyone's like, cry me a river. Um, the worst <laughs> part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your life's so hard. Um, is that I, I had them for like two years and loved them. And then started to like uh, the reaction was created over time. And mm. so every time I would get it done, I'd have like a little bit of swelling. And then all of a sudden it was like, every time I would get them done, they were like, my eyes were almost swollen shut. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, it's okay. I, you know, gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I look so good. Um, and so finally I was like, fuck this. I can't do this anymore. It's getting worse. And so then I would wear fake lashes all the time. And so I did that for like three years or something like that. And then Brooke and I, when we first started doing this podcast, I remember this, we looked into the lash thing and it was talking about eyelash mites. Mm -hmm. We looked up pictures and it was literally that day that I was like, fuck this shit. But the problem was, is that since I've been wearing fake lashes so often, my lashes were gone. Right. So I just looked like a weird, I've said this a million times. Like I had like, like an old, like old puppy eyes. If you can right. imagine what that is, it, they're like kind of like swollen, but like a bunch of wrinkles. And so I looked really fucking weird <laughs> for a good year before my eyelashes even grew back. And they're still not like they were before. Um, you know, I went through that, um, at, during COVID when you couldn't get them done. Oh, right. So, you know, they end up coming off and your, your regular lashes are all broken and thinned out and all of that. Um, but when you guys looked up the last, so even normal lashes have lash mites, even like, no, but, but but, okay. But, but this is the thing. When I was doing my lashes, I was doing individuals. And so what I would do is like once a week, this is so gross. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm disgusting. No. So what I would do is I would once a week, I would take them off because they would last a while. Um, And I would, I would glue all the individual lashes across, you know, and then I couldn't wash my eyes. 
Oh. So I for sure had an entire, like probably generational <laughs> mites <laughs> living, living in my, and what's weird is that they itched a lot, oh. but I couldn't really itch them. And so, and it got, it got to be, I have to say it is very liberating not having anything now yeah. or for, you know, how many years, like four or five years that I haven't because every single thing that I would do was centered around my lashes. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I'm saying. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? (sighs) People have real problems in the world. No, I would like, if I, if I went on a roller coaster, I was like, (laughs) you know, covering my eyes. If I I couldn't do a massage, I would, I would ask if I could do a massage, like with my head to the side again. To protect privileged problems, right? Um, if yeah, like a wind, like anything that would happen, I would always be like protecting my eyes, like I was like some crazy person because I had to like make these lashes last for a week because I didn't want to have to do them again. And what's oh funny God. is I was thinking about it the other day. I actually wore fake lashes for the first time in forever. It was like for a party or something, and I thought, thank God. I got rid of these a while ago because I'm so fucking blind that there's no, yeah, there's no way. I mean, even like with a, with a magnifying mirror, I can't fucking do them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so, my eyesight is so bad. Oh man. Yeah. Have you seen, have you seen those, those reels on TikTok or, or on Instagram? I don't have TikTok. The guy, but it's like a guy that like pretends to be a, you know, a woman and he'll do these big fake lashes and they're like, you know, all yeah, like where they blow back or yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, I was like that. It was like, I couldn't have the, the, the window down because it would fuck up my lashes. Oh my God. I mean, talk about like, I don't know. Man, I, I think my divorce just like really like propelled me into a like a self-involved period of my life. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. was like, okay, I don't I do. have kids to focus on. I don't have, you know, all these things. And then it's like, well, what do I focus on? Myself. Myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna become this selfish, vain bitch. That's just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> just so it's so sad when I think about it. Yeah. But- if it's something, so here's the thing, like, cause I do the lash extensions. I have hair extensions. I have so huge fan. Let my nails go and Same. my toes go. Same. Um, but I feel like if it's something- like, who's going to look at these hands and these toes when they're looking at these beautiful eyes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it's something that you like and that is financially responsible yes um then and and it makes you feel good and put together then why not right but if at some point it gets to the point where it's not financially responsible right or it feels like a chore or -hmm. you're like god i'm so over this i don't want to do this or if you're starting i can do it no i i totally agree don't do it it's that, I mean, we've, you know, we've talked about this so many times on this podcast about trying to find that healthy balance of self-love and self, you know, um, uh, vanity to a certain point, like, you know, where, where does it, at what, at what point do you just go, Oh my gosh, like, this is so not important. Like, I guess, I guess that's really the point is like, how important are you making it in your life? Right. How much self-worth is coming from these like really stupid, you know, things that you're doing to yourself. And like you said, you know, money that you're spending. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's funny, like looking back and thinking, I let so many experiences <laughs> be be about my fucking lashes. <laughs> what? <laughs> that doesn't even sound like somebody that has raised four children and just you know what I mean. Like it's like, it's like uh, what? What? But, it, but it's weird, uh, and you know, I mean, that's like a whole other. That's a whole other podcast. It's weird how when you go 
I mean, I can only speak as a woman because that's what I am. Uh, For me, going through a divorce, you know, after a quarter of a decade Mm -hmm. and being in my, you know, mid to late forties and then all of a sudden being single and, you know, being in this world of, of, you know, Instagram and I don't know, like all, all this, all the outside influences that I didn't have when I first went into this marriage, I became, uh, I I wouldn't say like somebody I didn't like, but I would, I would say that I kind of like succumbed to the pressures of trying to look beautiful or like, uh, too focused on like the outward appearance, like keep up with yes what you thought. I don't even know if I was trying to keep at. up with younger people. I just think that I was like, oh, it's my time. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm trying, I'm yeah. just trying to look good. And it's like, that is so fleeting. Mm-hmm. You know, that lasted like four years. Woohoo. Uh, but now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm turning 53 in like two weeks and, you know, now I have this grandchild and, you know, my, my, a, a third child's getting married and like all these things are happening. And I go, Oh my God, like what, what was wrong with that thinking? And I think that I just kind of fell into this idea that I get, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that I, I complain all the time on here about how everyone's like, just cares about looks now. And they, and they, they, they don't think about the inner person and blah, blah, blah. But I totally fell into that. Yeah. I still battle with it all the fucking time. I and I have to remind myself like, no, Gina, this is not, that is not who you are. Like that is not important at the mm-hmm. end of the day. And I almost think that, um, you have to go through that phase at some point. And because you and I both had our kids very, very young, mm-hmm. um, we never really were able to kind of go through that um, phase of maturity mm-hmm. until later on, until we were divorced, until the kids were older. And um. I can totally relate to exactly what you're saying. And I think it's something that you do have to go through. I think, you know, that a lot of people go through it in their early Mm twenties or, or even mid to late twenties. I don't think you fully feel comfortable in your skin, honest to God. And, you know, this is, this is, I was very reluctant to, to accept this when I turned 40, but I don't think that you fully like feel comfortable in your skin until you're 40. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I ever have really <laughs> felt comfortable <laughs> or at least accept. Or I at think least accept so it there's, like there's the inside it. forces and the outside forces. Right? right. So I think what happens is that you're constantly war like, uh, I think you're right. Like you, like it was a different time. It was a different time for me. I'm older than you. Uh, When I was younger, I still had self issues, but I was so focused on kids and, you know, Mm -hmm. so many other things. So it was kind of like more secondary. Um, And that's why I always say on here that try to appreciate your body where it is at that time, because it's just going to get worse. And I don't mean worse as far as, because it, it really isn't necessarily worse. It's just by your own standards, Mm -hmm. those standards that you've already found, Mm -hmm. it is going to just get worse. And there's so many things you can do nowadays. And so, you know, I mean, and yes, I, I don't want to make it sound like, uh, you know, just, just throw in the towel and don't work out. Don't take care of yourself. Like, yes, take care of yourself, take care of yourself. But I don't, uh, I don't think there's ever a time that you like can't find something wrong with yourself. Right. And that's the sad thing. Like, why the fuck are we doing that? Like, why, why am I you know, looking at myself and go, you know, I'm going to be 53 years old and I'm, 
I, I know intellectually, I don't look awful. And secondary, why the fuck am I so worried about that in the first place? Well, that's what I was just going to say. Like, have you what? found? Because this is like a recent thing for me, and we kind of touched on it on the last podcast. But, um, have you found yourself realizing like there's so much more to me than yes what I look like? Like, if people only appreciate me or judge me or evaluate me based on how I look, fuck them. No, for sure. But then why am I doing it to myself? Well, I don't know. Cause we're our worst critics. I'm not sure. I know, but you have to remind yourself of that. You're and uh, I think I sent you something. Maybe I didn't send it to you. Cause it was on Facebook. It was, I follow this. Oh, I haven't been on Facebook for like five years. I can't even get in. I follow this poet that I love and she did, and she has these wonderful illustrations, but there was this poem just recently that was like, don't focus on your looks because those die Focus on your sense of humor, focus on your knowledge of the world, focus on your, you know, gratitude and your, you know, empathy and all of the things that make you whole and not just the outer and I mean, as I'm approaching 45, that is definitely something that I'm like, you're right. That, yeah. Right. I would much rather be valued for that or my ability to problem solve or my ability to, you know, show up for the people that I love than if I have my lashes look good. I know, exactly. I mean, I but that's what I know, but that's, but that's the but thing, still. right? As like mm-hmm. we we can look at that and we go, Oh, you know what? You're absolutely right. And that's what I want. But then there is this like little part of you that still cares. And I I think that it just like pisses me off that I still care about it (laughs) or that I cared so much about it. Like how stupid is that? It's just, I mean, it's stupid. Okay. I mean, it's, it's It's normal. It's normal. I mean, it it is is stupid. It is one of those things where I think you do have to check yourself. Yeah. You do have to check yourself and be like, okay. Oh, here's a good, great example. Give it to me. This podcast. So I have to be kind here. Mm -hmm. Um, So Faith, my daughter Mm -hmm. is 22 and she used to be a swimmer. She, she swam all through high school. She was captain. She set some records. Like she was an amazing swimmer. She has a swimmer's body. So she has big shoulders, thick thighs, like mm-hmm. very muscular. She built a lot like me. And when she went to college, she wasn't swimming in college. So, you know, things kind of changed and whatever. And um, re- and and she was so focused on studying, you know, she's going yeah. to law school. So like that was her focus, right? Um. So she recently got into doing it's hot Pilates, but she calls it Pilates because that's what they market it as. No, but it's like it's like hot, very much like hit. Yes. Yeah. And she's in there and she's doing it because she's strong, like she's athletic, Mm -hmm. but she's not a stick figure. Um, like 22 year old, but how you would, you know, right picture them. But one of the, and I loved this for her. And so she goes every night, every night, but Friday, cause they're closed on Fridays. She's fell in love with it. But one of the, one of the coaches there, she, she was kind of having a hard time because they were always like, get that summer six pack and get those abs. Right. But one of the coaches, um, focuses on like, you get to do this. You're doing this for Mm -hmm. longevity. You're doing this so you can run up a flight of stairs if you need to. You're doing this so you can carry your groceries in or, you know, whatever. And like, this is protecting your spine. It's protecting your, you know, strengthening all those muscles or protecting your organs. And I thought that that was really cool because it really struck a chord with her. Nobody had ever said that to her. Mm -hmm. Always 
It wasn't like the physical appearance. It was like, this is what you can do. This is how strong you can be. Right. Right. And so I think that's a really important message for, for coaches to remember when they're working with women in particular, men too, but women in particular, it's like, you can do this, you get to do this and you're doing this for longevity so that when you are 70, you can walk up a flight of stairs. Right. You know, or even just like just now you can just feel strong and empowered and you can feel you know, like, like you can, there's something that you couldn't do before that now you can do. Right. Which is such a cool message. I mean, I wish that was the message that I had gotten when I was younger. Me too. I mean, it's so funny because like my mom now, she's still like, because, you know, I don't, I don't really do. I actually did a CrossFit class for the first time in like months, uh, this last Saturday, and yeah, it was hard and I almost cried, but, um, <laughs> but I've been mostly doing, you know, like benching and like accessory work in between. So like benching, deadlift, back squat, um, though, like those sort of things, because I do want, you know, as far as like my bone strength and you know all this other stuff. Um, but I wish it, it well, it's funny. So my mom was like saying, she was like, Oh, I wish you wouldn't do that. And I was like, why mom? Like, I mean, she's literally on a medication because her bone density is shit. Right. Mm -hmm. And I go, mom, like you have to do weights. And she's like, nope, you know, like you're going to hurt yourself and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, that's, there's like such a misconception, especially, I mean, I'm going to talk about her generation. My generation is old also, but her generation, um, of, of just wanting to encourage people to be stronger and, and more empowered, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I don't want to get into that whole thing, you know, empowerment and all that, but, um, not that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's a, another, that is a whole nother, that's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, it's like, I mean, you know, I grew, I was going to say we, but you're much younger than me. You're like an entire decade, but I, you know, I was raised in a, um, an era that was, I mean, all of them have been, but the very focused on looks, very focused on, you know, I think it was like jazzercise. It was like Jane Fonda work, you know, like a lot of cardio, you know, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to get too bulky. I don't want to get too big. And I was like, that's not going to happen to you. You're like, um, actually you need resistance, like to keep your bones strong. I know, I know. How sad is it that I'm at the point in my life where I'm like really thinking about that kind of stuff? Like, oh man, like I live alone. I, I don't mean, think, I think, it's I think it's great. I mean, I think you have to look at like, holy fuck, I made it through all of my bad decisions. I know. How did that happen? Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My friend Sarah and I, um, we were in high school together and we were not great. (laughs) When you say not great, what does that mean? Oh, we did some really some bad stuff. Stupid stuff. Hung out with super bad people that mm-hmm. were really bad. And we will message. She has teenagers now. Her her oldest is just going into college uh, next fall. She's going to Davis. Oh. And Sarah and I sometimes message each other, and we're like, "Thank God there weren't cell phones, right?" <laughs> Dude, it's like, so funny. Your kids this? No, I wouldn't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about this with my son, my oldest son. And we were talking, w- I was, I don't know. We were talking about something and I was telling him how, you know, I wish I'd been different when I was younger. It's like, we kind of like take on our parents. Right. And we've talked about this. We take on like our parents role in our life. And then, you know, so me becoming a mom at like 19, um, I instantly like went, into that parental role, like my mom had raised me and which is, was very full of, um, and don't, don't get me wrong. I think there needs to be more discipline with children, but, but it was just a very, uh, 
I guess I was like going through the motions. Like I'm a good mom because I'm doing X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. but I'm forgetting about like all the emotional stuff. So it was like, you know, my kids are clean, they're healthy. They go to bed at the right time. You know, I'm like doing all these things. And so I was telling Jordan, I was like, yeah, like, I mean, if I, if I had raised you guys now, it would have been like very different. Mm -hmm. You know, I said, I I think that I would have back in the day, uh, been more open to saying, I'm sorry, I did that wrong. Mm -hmm. Or I said, but, but I didn't because I thought you guys would use it against me. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like, once you open up that can of worms, like, like, Oh, all of a sudden he goes, <laughs> he made me laugh. So already goes, well, yeah, mom. Remember when you told me that you smoked when you were early pregnant with me? <laughs> Cause I did, I was a smoker, you know, I was like, I mean, it wasn't called emo back in the time, but I was pretty emo yeah. and I was smoking before I realized it. And I remember Jordan asking me when he was little and he was like, mom, did you ever smoke? when you're pregnant with me, I was like, that's very fucking specific. And I was like, yes, I did until I realized I was pregnant with you. And then I quit, but literally probably smoked a few more cigarettes before I, because <laughs> I was a child and you know, I'm an idiot. And so, but what's so funny is that I told him that years ago when he was like four, like, I don't know, four, like probably like six or seven, he loves to bring it up. And usually around a lot of other people. Right. And he'll be like, you know, I think it was even like in one of the raps that he did. Cause he was like, he's super into music. He's very creative. And I think there's like a line that says something about him having a learning disability because I smoked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he goes, mom, you, you definitely shouldn't have told me anything else because I already used that one thing against you and I'm still going to do it. Like I mean, he's probably going to bring it up at his wedding in June. So yeah, just be, have a pack of Marlboros in your pocket. <laughs> I know, right. You're the man you are today because of me. <laughs> yeah, because all that, <laughs> all that tobacco I smoked. <laughs> oh my god! All right, uh, well, we should probably wrap this up. I know. We've been going on for an hour. I'm really, I really appreciate anybody that's still listening. I know. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on this journey with us. I'm pretty buzzed right now. Me too. And you know what? If you have any stories of uh parenting or car accidents or <laughs> yeah or if you're or if you're just feeling like or if you just want to share something with us if you're feeling any shame send it to us send it to us please we'll, we'll make you feel, feel like better. we're not the worst people on earth <laughs> <laughs> it'd be so great yeah so yeah so email us at between the reps at gmail.com pretty please because otherwise it's just going to be all this fucking, you know, ranting and raving all the time. Yeah. And maybe you like it. Maybe you don't. We are going to have a guest uh, first week of May. Mm-hmm. Her name is Jody, and she is um, 52. She went from being kind of stay at home mom, like not active to now she's like an IFBB bikini winner. Oh, um, shit. And she didn't get into it to do that. Like, it wasn't all about that. It was all about health and all of that. But sure. she had that as kind of a goal. And yeah, I've said it a million times. People that do that shit, it's like the, the amount of consistency and I can't think of the word right now because I'm buzzed. Discipline? But discipline that you need is so incredible. It is. Yeah. So she's super cool. I've talked with her. I'm super looking forward to having her on um, and her telling kind of her story and where she's at now. Um, For anybody who, like particularly me, who, you know, needs that dose of like, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can do whatever you set your mind to. Right. So she'll be a great guest. Awesome. Well, we look forward to that. All right, guys. So thanks for listening. Don't forget to 
rate, review, and subscribe. Five-star rating, five-star warning. And thanks so much. Like, seriously, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate you and love you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.